Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. From radio shows past. When you're smiling. It's 22 minutes past 8 o'clock. Earlier this morning, we posed this joke setup. Mike Murphy uh, came up with this. A joke in search of a punchline. A clown walks into a dry cleaner's, sets his pants on the counter, and the dry cleaner guy says... And then we were looking for the punchline mm-hmm. there. We had a few pretty good ones. Mm-hmm. But, of course, uh, there's nobody who can uh, can do it quite like Clem Florham. And he joins us right good now. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you, Clem. You're I'm welcome. so glad you called. Uh, if anybody can come up with the top ten punchlines to that clown joke. Well, yeah, I came up with one or two right away. And it, I had to work for the rest of them. But yeah. I think it was worth it. All right, so then these would be the top ten punchlines to that clown joke. Again, That's right. it, it, guy, uh, a clown walks into a dry cleaning establishment, puts his pants on the counter, and the dry cleaner says to the clown, and then the punchline. So here then are the top ten punchlines to that joke. I think I've explained that about as well. And Get by. Ridiculously as possible. So here's Clem Thorne with number ten now. The dry cleaner said, whoo, these smell funny. <laughs> that's good that's good number nine you want me to get all these spots out <laughs> number eight okay but the shoe shine's gonna cost you because i got the big shoe yeah. number seven hey that used to be my couch <laughs> number six is everybody out of these <laughs> number five very nice Huh, I guess you do have sesame seed buns. <laughs> Number four. I guess those lions really scared you. <laughs> I go, Clem. Number three. Oh, no. Last time I almost went broke buying starch for these. <laughs> Number two. Sorry for the mistake. Those are my wife's. <laughs> Number one punchline to that clown joke. I always thought you were funny, but now I see you're nuts. Ready to go, Clem. (laughs) (laughs) That was splendid. You might recognize this music from what is arguably noted as the greatest rock gathering of all time, Woodstock. Indeed. Someplace in upper state New York. It was 1969. Uh, I guess that's a long time ago. But yet, they still uh, uh, don't know exactly where things were located. And and, uh, archaeologists now believe, archaeologists say, they did this five-day excavation 
of, of the field where this took place, and they think they're close to pinpointing the exact location of the stage at Woodstock's music festival. I find that really hard to believe. Isn't that weird? With all the with all the pictures yeah. and whoever the wasn't the wasn't there a uh, the owner of the land involved with this right. or right. I mean and it was huge. I mean there were There's like half a million there, people there. Yeah. And yet they still weren't quite sure where the stage was located. So interesting. I don't know why they need to know, but it'd be kind of cool, you know. It'd be like mm-hmm. uh, it's a rock and roll. Uh, location like uh, the crosswalk and Liverpool where the Abbey Road is and all of that so mm-hmm. it'd be kind of neat if, and I think it would be great you know obviously they, somebody's got in mind let's uh, let's make this a money-making deal where we can bring people to the location mm-hmm. of Woodstock and say yep there's where the stage was that's where Jimi Hendrix performed that's where Canned Heat was and all of those other folks that's it I guess it's it was a pretty big farm. I'm l- looking this up. It was 600 acres. Wow! So that you're right. Pinpointing exactly where the stage was is not going to be super easy with that kind of acreage that you're talking Apparently about. Apparently not. But they think they're close know, to it. Do you know why it was called Woodstock? No. Because it wasn't. Isn't that odd? I wonder why. I don't know. Huh. Uh, inquiring minds want to know. Uh, maybe I'll looking it up while we're doing this although I took my my phone away so uh, uh all right oh here we I, go I here we go Did I got it? it no I got it look at this yeah. look at you The festival was called Woodstock because the investment group that backed the concert was called Woodstock Ventures. Oh! I n- never knew that. No, I never. I bet most people listening never knew that, except yeah. the smart ones. And if you're yeah. smart, you're not listening. So that settles yeah, that. Right. That exactly. That. So, uh, you doing okay? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, last, last time, I didn't mean to do it. Oh, by the way, uh, I opened this uh, podcast with another excerpt from a long-ago radio show that we did on Como Radio in Seattle, and Mm -hmm. a regular character called Clem Flurm, and I've done a couple previous podcasts featuring an excerpt from Clem Flurm, and I guess I would like to know from people, if they want to drop a line, are are you digging the Clem Flurm stuff, or are you not digging it so much, because... I, mm-hmm. I won't keep putting it on the podcast. Uh, it, I I just thought he was terribly clever and uh, always a <laughs> yes. always a hit. It was just a, a listener uh, named Colin Hutchins, and he would call in as this character he invented called Glam Flurm. And he you do and, a really good imitation go, of him. Thank you for taking my call, <laughs> and, which was kind of his signature intro. I loved it. Right. It was very funny. Yeah. And, yes. uh, but, uh, you know, th- a lot of the references, obviously, are dated and that sort of stuff. But mm-hmm. I, in, to my mind, it's still very funny. Uh, so, anyway, just let us know if, you, if you're if you digging that or anything that you want to hear more of or less of. 
That's yeah, just, even if it's one of us. Yeah. If, would you like it to just be the Lisa <laughs> Peculiar Podcast show? I would understand that. That'd be okay. I would hurt, but I but it'd be sometimes just that's let what it us takes. know. Well, when we yeah. when we wrapped up last time, Lisa, we were talking about, and I just I I kind of love the topic because it's so silly, but it is so relatable. Uh, and you were talking about childhood. I would say uh, not just childhood, but it it advances into you know high school, college, and frankly adulthood pranks. Yes. And uh, and one that I uh, used to hate. I, it's I hated being on the receiving end of it because I would never do it to anybody else. And it what? is what they call the monkey bump. Do you know what that is? I do not know the monkey bump. Uh, you you take your uh, the knuckles of your hand and you strike someone on <gasps> the top of their forearm and and it, it actually if you hit it just right it will actually rise up your the forearm will rise it'll up make a bump and make a bump temporarily and it hurts like heck <laughs> oh and and, and I, I, just, I I would never do it to somebody awful. else but it was done to me all the time it's a it's kind of. It, I don't it, mind the. I don't mind the pranks that aren't violent. But yeah, there's a lot of violent pranks out there. You know, punching people, making them fall down, uh, jamming their underwear up their butts. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the noogie. <laughs> you know, those are those hurt. There was another one uh, that, that was popular when I was in grade school uh, called the Bobby. Uh, this may not have been the name, but it was. Uh, I called it the Bobby Pin Twang. And guys could form a bobby pin into kind of a thing with a like a trigger, and so you would you could hit somebody on the back. the the most The worst place was on the back of your hammy, and they it would snap. It was a little sharp Ow. snap of Ow. the bobby pin. Oh yeah, it really hurt. And guys, and you couldn't see it coming because the bobby pins are small, and they'd come up. Guys would come up behind you and just ah, man, it was painful. <laughs> And they'd laugh. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the, the yeah. towels. Were you ever good at towel snapping? Uh, That's a real art. That is that an a, art. Yeah. It is an art. It's not easy to learn. And you can't do the towel snap with a thick towel. The thinner the towel, the better. And I think if you wet it. It becomes more like a whip. Exactly. Yeah. A cat and of nine tails. Of course, that's a favorite in boys' locker rooms, you know, because yeah. you got all that yeah. flesh that's... just just waiting for a snap. So true. It's not too late to whip it. Whip it good. And then, of course, one that we didn't talk about last time. There's two standbys that I thought of uh, that I, how could we have passed these up? The immortal spitball. And this was more <laughs> of a guy thing. Yeah. And you'd... You'd get a, a wad of paper, you'd get it all wet in your mouth, and and then you would you could either spit it, but usually you would throw it. And it would and often it would be when a teacher's back was to the rest of the classroom mm-hmm. and you could throw a spitball across, hit the blackboard, the teacher could wheel around and and but you but you know, nobody she wouldn't know who right. had thrown it. But would right. demand to know who threw it. And if you had a, a classroom that was uh you know that we, everybody was together in this effort. Nobody would do the Spartacus. I mean, they would do the Spartacus thing. I am Spartacus. Right. I am. Nobody would right. point out the spitballer. 
right? So the whole class would have to go down. And then the other one, of course, and it's so funny because I was telling you a few weeks ago about going to the memorial service of this wonderful woman. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and so she must have been, I would guess, probably in her early 60s, and she was driving along with my wife. My wife was driving, and this woman, this 60-plus-year-old woman, got out of her passenger seat, dropped her trowel, and <laughs> stuffed her, her rear end against yeah. the window. So as we were pass, as they were passing by, a truck full of workers. And that's called a pressed ham. A pressed ham that's, in that case, or, or mooning that, more generally. Yeah. Well, mooning is only if you just show it, but if you press it up against the glass, <laughs> that's a pressed ham, which is classic. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh it's, man, it's, that's just so. It's, Im- it's impressive to see from the other side. It really is. I, I, I'm trying to guess what is the oldest prank ever done. I bet cavemen, yeah, goosed each other. I think goosing <laughs> might be the oldest one of all. Which is what? Just pinching somebody's hiney? Yeah, just, or stick it, or sticking your fingers in their in their crack. Well, that's another one. Yeah, that's another. One. That that's that's going too far. Goosing is just kind of giving a quick tweak I think pinch. to someone's buttocks yeah so what I'm like, like a little pinch yeah. as I did walk by Hampstead Fair I came upon the Goose so I turned her loose and she was screaming so the spitball thing reminded me of this isn't really a prank it was just something we did when we were bored I used to when I was in my 20s I worked for a bank in uh, San Rafael California and I worked, I don't know if you knew this, but I worked as a collections person. So did you travel? <clears throat> no. What What? What? What are you talking well, about? Well, I think collections people, I always assume they have to go to somebody's house demanding, oh, no. demanding payment of some kind. No, we, we weren't the person that went out and repossessed the uh, car. That was a whole different guy. That would be the, that's got to be one of the worst jobs ever. No kidding. I've heard from people who's, who are threatened with uh, shotguns and all that sort yes. of thing. Yes. Yeah. He had he had a ton of stories. and it, it, People would chain. He had one guy chain his car around a tree. Who did? He chained the what the customer that was late on his payments and knew that we were going to come repossess oh. his car. Oh. He rolled all the windows down and he put a chain through the windows and then around a tree and padlocked it <laughs> so that the tow truck couldn't get the car. And couldn't steal was, the tree. Yeah, yeah, it was chained to the tree. So we would we were the phone people. So we were the ones always calling people. <clears throat> hey, you know, you're, you're a month late on your payment. You're two months. So that was our job. And there were five of us and we were stuck in a back corner of the loan department with a partition so we would be on the phone and we would do all sorts of crazy stuff because we were bored that's all you did was sit at the phone all day long but we had those acoustic tiles in the ceiling above us do you remember the and they might still have them that had little holes in them yeah little tiny holes they're they're kind of a suspended fault ceiling yeah millions of little holes up there and we started one day uh, firing rubber bands up into the hole to see how many we could get to to, to latch into the hole. Wow! <laughs> and you had to be—you didn't have to be a great shot because the holes were very close together. But we started collecting tons of rubber bands hanging out of those little holes. They just would just stick up there. And one day the branch manager came in, and he looked up at the ceiling, 
and he made us get on our desks and take them all down. And he said, I don't want you to ever do that again. Uh, and we were very nuts. bummed because it was a fun game to play to see how many rubber bands you could get to stick up. You know, everybody would start with 10. So you had to see who could get rid of their first. T- that's just stuff we did when we were working. That's so. the kind of stuff you would see in a bar, I think, people would. Yeah. I remember seeing a, a, a picture of David Letterman's office when he was mm-hmm. on the air. And he, had, he, threw, he would throw pencils up that would stick in the uh, acoustic ceiling of his office and he had exactly hundreds of them up there yeah exactly yeah. you brought up um pantsing earlier i didn't let you finish oh, on that yes, other podcast pantsing <coughs> memories um, i didn't know there were other names uh for it called debagging mm. flagging or pantsing i always knew it as pantsing pantsing is just pulling somebody's pants down and right. then running away yeah so, so you if, go- if they which is a good reason not to go commando, by the way, if you're the victim of pantsing. <laughs> well, no, because they could get your underwear, too. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm saying it be all... sure and wear underwear. At least you've got one chance that your full, That's true. Your full genitalia is not exposed to the public. Unless they can grab them both at the same time, yeah. and then you're... And a really good pantser can do that. Uh-huh. A, a pro pantser. Right. You know, not some amateur that doesn't know what right. they're doing. Right. Pants on the ground, pants on the ground, looking like a fool with your pants on the ground, with the gold in your mouth, hat turned sideways, pants hit the ground, call yourself a cool cat, looking like a fool, walking down town with your pants on the ground, giddy up. Uh, let's see, there was, oh, this is really gross. And uh, Okay, I can't his, wait. Uh, I, and I've only heard about this, but, uh, in fact, I'm, I'm a little hesitant to even bring it up but what well it's it's perverse but i've heard stories about a guy uh well it's a a guy that i know i knew Uh that Uh he would take a date to the movies Mm -hmm. and he would buy a a box of popcorn Mm -hmm. and what you do is you cut a little hole in the bottom of the popcorn box and you put, oh my God! I would, know exactly what you're. You know what say. I'm saying. And, and he would put it on. He would have the popcorn box on his lap, and he would have placed um, one of his well, the only one that he one. had uh, <laughs> member in there, and then uh-huh. he would his date said, "Hey, anytime you want some popcorn, just go ahead and reach on in there oh and grab some." Oh my God! What yeah. a nice guy! It would be the one. <clears throat> it would be the one and only date the guy ever had with that particular individual. Yeah, that's hilarious. I mean, guys are just sick, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, they really are. I the mean, things you guys come up with are yeah. We, you know, we've so been I'm all over you, this before. I mean, I'm it, lumping it is, you into all of them. It is overwhelmingly. Uh, males and is overwhelmingly white males, frankly, that that are responsible for most of the uh, mm-hmm. mass shootings in this country, for example, and all of mm-hmm. the other weird stuff. And that's why, and I've said this before on the podcast, if we could have our government run by women and women only, mm-hmm. uh, we we would be in such better shape. Yep. I mean, if a woman. Well, we'll we'll get back into that again. But they just they don't have all the distractions and all the issues and all the the weirdness and the power tripping that men have. I don't. I think, generally speaking, yeah, we're not running around giving people noogies. Yeah, we're not running around 
doing uh, titty Pansing twisters. People. Yeah. <laughs> We're not spitballing <laughs> people or shoving people's head in a toilet and giving them a swirly. You're not putting kick me signs on the back of dictators. Typically not. that would not, be a good idea. No wedgies. No mooning. That's not really well. That one we sometimes, I think. You know, I could see our current president putting a pressed ham uh, on Air Force One. <laughs> uh, oh, gosh. That's... But it would probably be to uh, somebody like the Canadian prime minister instead of a, a <laughs> dictator in Russia or Turkey, for example. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, anyway, so that's good. Hey, do you um, do, do, when you come to visit us mm-hmm. uh, later this month, we are going to take you on some adventures. Some of which I, since I know you so well, I think you're not going to embrace all of them. But well, why would you then drag me on that? Because I think it's an experience. Once you actually have these experiences, you'll say, "Hey, that was fun. That was cool." I'm glad I did that. Can you tell me what they are? I don't. I'm not good with um, uncertainty. I need. I need no. things. I no, need I can't things. Tell you. I need things in my life to have. I need to be able to sort of prepare. Whether I need like special shoes or um, that's and, a fair and, question. Yeah. And, and 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 then I also need to just remind you of my bathroom thing. What, you, what what's that? I don't I don't know what that is. I need to know like whatever we're go whatever we're doing or wherever we're going <clears throat> that there will be a bathroom should I need it. So, and not a honey bucket. I can I don't <laughs> I just can't do a honey bucket. So I'm so, seeing a scene where Thomas Jefferson has just brought Lewis and Clark into his office and says, gentlemen, what I want you to do is I want you to head west and see if there's a northwest passage. I want you to go all the way to the Pacific Ocean. Okay. And and then Clark raises his hand and said, ah, just one thing, Mr. President. Will there be bathrooms along the way? And I don't mean honey buckets, sir. See? I mean it's nice important. bathrooms. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a nice bathroom. It just has to be, you know. So we, I went on the, uh, you had told me to go on the Cascade uh, Drive. What's it called? The Cascade? The North Cascades up in Washington State. North Cascades State. in yeah. Washington State. Oh, it's beautiful. So you told me to do that last year. And uh, for my birthday, I went up uh, I, with a- f- I didn't tell you to do it. I, no, I said, yeah, I think you, said, you would like it. That's what I mean. You said, this. you need to go do this. And I said, okay. So I went with a friend and her daughter- and you're right. It's just a gorgeous scenery. And we're, we're way back in the sticks somewhere. And there's a, like a, they have like forestry, uh, little, you know, places that you can stop. And there's like a bathroom. Yeah. And it's in yeah. it. And, and we stopped at this one. We're like, oh, thank God. It's a bathroom. We've been drinking coffee all day. And it's a cement, uh, cinder block structure with a rusted door on it and it's like oh okay well and there's an actual it's not a honey bug there's an actual toilet in there i am telling you oh my god that place reeked to high (laughs) heaven 
I thought, well, this isn't bad. Why, would a, place not a, that, why would a place that where people go to defecate uh, hour after hour, why would that smell? I don't get oh, that. Oh, my God. It was just disgusting. And so, yeah, and it was one of those where, well, as a guy, you don't know, you don't do this, but you, as a woman, you hover. You don't even, you don't even put your cheeks on the seat. You just hover. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, hover. So, yeah, it was pretty disgusting. So, I just, I'm, I'm happy that you, you want to, to show me some new experiences. You do know my limitations. You do know that I complain, and you do know that I need to go to the bathroom a lot. Okay, I want you to exceed your limitations a bit. I don't want to put you in a unhappy situation, but I, I think there. I'm not going to be cr- crazy. I'm not going to ask you to go bungee jumping off of a canyon or anything like that. But I think we'll we'll do some things that will be fun, and that you'll think you'll you say, "But that was really different. That was okay. cool." Okay, you, I'm excited. You, you bring the honey bucket idea up in. There's a there's a place up near where we live called the Lava Cast Forest. Lava or lava? Lava, if you will. <laughs> okay. And so they, they, there are these preserved uh, trees that are basically formed by lava that that rushed over them when they Ooh. were living trees, and now they have formed casts. Of oh. the trees, it's sort of like some of those wow uh, things you've seen from Pompeii uh, that that where human beings have been preserved in stone because they were Ugh. covered over in lava. But these are trees. This a lava cast cast forest. Not that interesting, but kind of. Mm-hmm. So my wife and I went up there one day, not too long ago, and we were on the, this terribly bumpy road. It, it's a dirt road. It's rutted like a Quonset hut. <laughs> I don't know how these ruts get formed on these roads, but it's just like yeah. the whole way. So I'm getting jostled around pretty good. My wife is driving. And uh, and uh, so we get out of there and then we say, let's go walk. And then they got these little trails through the lava cast forest and you walk out there and, and uh, that's fine. So we get out probably, I don't know, a quarter mile on this thing. And I say to, to my wife, Patty, I said, Man, you know what? I I gotta go. And, and and not the kind you can just go on a tree kind. As we would say as kids, front door or back door. <laughs> oh yeah, it's the back door. Oh no, and that's so, the worst feeling ever. So I'm looking around, and 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 this trail, you're kind of out in the open. Now, granted, there's nobody else there, so there was that we had that going for us. Mm-hmm. But I said, she said, well, just go out into the trees go off the trail when i can't do that and then once i'm done what do i do then yeah you know uh find a I leaf wonder, I, I how did people back in the medieval time how do they handle they that didn't stuff? care they didn't care we care now because we know th- this is the thing if you don't have the if you you don't know what you're missing if you never had it see so they were like yeah it's no big deal i'll just go out in the woods and i'll grab a leaf or i'm good to go yeah, literally. Maybe that was it, but uh, so the, I said uh, I, I saw I saw a uh, uh, one of those. Uh, it wasn't a sandy cam, but it was a permanent um, restroom. But it was all the way back in the parking lot where we started from, and and I said I, I got to go there. I mean, we got to make our way back there. She said, "Okay, let's go." And so 
and it's just getting terribly and I'm just I'm just in panic I'm thinking oh my gosh and that's at the point where I'm, you're you're doing I'm not gonna make it you're doing the Frankenstein walk nobody knows the trouble that I've seen um, kind you know. of the Frankenstein <laughs> except I'm t- I'm doing more of the <laughs> I'm doing more of the press buttocks together that's what I mean that's little the, little short steps that's the Frankenstein walk well the Frankenstein walks kind of big steps these are little little short steps because I don't dare widen out my my uh, gate or uh, everything's gonna yeah you gotta keep it all nice and clenched the trouble that I've seen nobody knows my my sorrow and, it, and my Patty's just laughing her butt off at me because I'm walking like this little, I'm walking like a penguin is what is what I'm doing. Yeah. And, and and I'm just praying against, hoping against hope that I can make it. And when that Sandy Cam, that place comes into view, I don't care if it smells horribly in there. I don't care if I don't want to be in there. Yeah. I mean, it was like an oasis. It was such a welcome sight. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm just saying, in the context of your situation, even a dreaded Sandy can yeah, uh, is is welcome. Sure. Now, you no, know, would you choose that normally? No, but when you need it, it's it's so so nice to have. But we'll try not to put you in any situations like that. But we want you to see the bucolic beauty that is this Central Oregon area. We want to take you. Uh, I, I'm going to take you to Crater Lake. I know you told and me that. You've never been there. I know. You'll 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 when you go there and see it in person, you'll go. Oh, so that's why this is such a big deal. Yeah, I'm looking. Because you see to pictures that. of it, and you think, oh, okay, that's cool. Well, but nothing is. It, yeah, nothing's as good as is seeing it in person. Nothing. And it's about a oh, four-day drive from here. Wait, so, I'm not going to yeah. be there that long. Oh, should uh, I no, just it's about, should I just meet you there? It's about an hour and a half oh, from here. Okay, but it, it's a pretty drive, and, and anyway, I think you'll love it. And I'm going to take you to the top of Mount Bachelor, which is a ski mountain here in Central Oregon. Uh, they have a uh, a place at the very very top of the mountain we'll, we'll go up on a kind of a gondola sort oh, of oh nice yeah it's really cool and then you'll be able to see you can look up and down the spine of the cascades from up there that'll be you'll nice see, you'll see mount rainier to the north and mount shasta to the south it's just fantastic <gasps> that so, sounds fun two of the things do you, what about floating in a river are you up for that uh, I think we were going to try that last time and I don't know what went sideways on it but I was up for it last time so yeah as okay, long as long good. as I can go to the bathroom first. Yep. Okay. All right. Um, and you know you're in water, so you can just kind of well hawk your your south end over the edge of the boat. And... <laughs> okay. I'll I'll do okay. the I'll do that in front of you. <laughs> Patty and I went went kayaking down this 
beautiful. It's called the Deschutes River. It's beautiful. It's pastoral. It's gorgeous. The scenery's wonderful. The The river is very icy cold right now because of the snow melt. Mm-hmm. But it is almost glass-like. It was fantastic. But other people floating in the river uh, kind of ruined the experience. They were so loud, so obnoxious. You got people... Hey, Larry, bring me another beer, man. <laughs> and kids are screaming and people are falling into the water. And it, it just kind of ruins the idea of enjoying the quietude of nature, the birds, the wind blowing through the trees. Yeah. So hopefully when you come, we'll pick a, a day when. Well, why can't uh, we be those people? Well, we can. We, <laughs> maybe that's that's a, what you need to do, fight fire with fire. Yeah. Maybe we'll do exactly that. Yeah, that'll be fun. But you'll have fun, and I'm, I'm really glad you're coming again. Yeah, I'm looking uh, forward to it. Let's see. Uh, there's a couple of things I wanted to talk about. Oh, well, well, not to go back on the prank thing. I'll just go through this real quickly. But I found a place on the web that was titled 50 Pranks You Can Play on People. Most of them are lame, um, and but some of them, you know, are arguably worth considering. Mm-hmm. Uh, changing the coffee in the office coffee maker to decaf. What? That's not a prank. It's a kind of a prank. No. S- swapping the signs on the men's and ladies' restrooms. Okay, well, that's... Which reminds me of the time that I, uh, w- at a workplace I was at, I put a pair of big uh, cowboy boots into a stall <laughs> in the women's restroom <laughs> and just left them there. That's awesome. And they were there all day. <laughs> <laughs> women, you could see women going in and out, in and out. That's funny. That's very funny. Yeah. I had a, uh, when I worked at the bank, back when I worked at the bank, I had a friend who uh, played a terrific prank on me. And this was back when we had phones that you would lift off the receiver. And remember the two little clear buttons that would pop up? And that would connect you. Do you remember that? You yeah. know what I'm talking about. And uh-huh. then when you yeah, and then when you set the handset back in the cradle, it would depress those buttons to um, end end the call. So he had gone around and taped all of those buttons down with now who he a friend of mine that worked at the bank. Oh, okay. And he taped them all, taped them all. And I was covering for uh, the people that were going to lunch that day. So I was the only one out on the floor. And there were six desks with six of these phones. So he creeps back into the employee lounge and calls one of those phone numbers. Well, I go to pick up the phone and I, I, I can't hear anything because it does the buttons don't come up to connect right, the call. Right. And then he, 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 he puts that phone down and runs and grabs another one. And he starts ringing them all. And he's just dying because he's watching me run from desk to desk <laughs> trying to answer all of these phones that I cannot answer. It was a brilliant, brilliant prank. But we don't have phones like that anymore, so you can't really no. do it. Do you remember the time that you, and I think we had just begun a uh, a show at a new radio station that had that had been, uh, I think they used to play beautiful music. Mm-hmm. And then they had just converted to a new format mm-hmm. of talk radio. Mm-hmm. And so you, your job was initially to be the. Uh, it was I, I was a. It was a talk show, and our friend Dory Monson was a part of it. Right. He would do the sports, and uh, I did the news. I, mean, I think. And, and now Dory has had this century-long career as a talk show host, 
But at that point, they only thought he was good enough to just do the sports. Right. And then your job was to read the news of the day. Right. And you were in a different room than Dory and myself. Right. We were in one studio, but we could see you through the glass. Right. And then I would say, and now here with the news is Lisa Foster. And we and you'd go and read the news. Yeah. Well, somebody had given me as a gift this stupid thing uh, called the fart machine. <laughs> and it's just as tacky as it sounds. And it was an electronic thing. So we put the uh, the speaker, the fart machine part of it, in the studio behind you. And then it had a remote that I could I could use in the other studio and so that I could press a button and you'd hear that. And so it's such we, boy humor. It's I know it's such boy humor. So so we'd toss to you and go, and now it's time for the news. Here's Lisa Foster, and you would begin to read the news, and then in the middle of a sentence, I would hit the button. But uh, you couldn't hear it on the air, but you could hear it from where you were sitting, and you would stop the news. You'd stop the news and say, "Did you guys hear that?" And we go, "No, what? We didn't hear anything. Continue with the news, please." And then, you, so you'd continue, and then oh, I'd hit it again, and, and only you could hear it, and you were so perplexed, and you couldn't figure out yeah. the noise, but rather than just go I on know. and do the news, you kept stopping, I know. which made it even more hilarious. What a dark. I do, I, I do remember the time that you, this was a different radio station that we worked at, and I was again in a different room. Um, doing the news, and you and Dustin were in the main studio. Dustin Hornby. And you guys got a hold of those uh, fart bomb packets. Do you remember those? What What are they called? The, those fart bomb packets. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> Do you and you set one off. In your studio, I don't know why you guys were playing with him, but it actually seeped through the glass into my. Yeah, it was something that I found. Oh at a, my uh, god! It was. It's something I found at a at a so mini mart or somewhere, awful. and they were selling right at the the table in the front where you would buy stuff. And said, "No, I'll, I'll get one of these." Oh my gosh! It was uh, sulfuric. It was, it was horrible. Horrible, and we had people from other parts of the station coming over, going, "What?" Is go what happened over here? Why does yeah, it? Yeah, went through the it went through the station's <laughs> ventilation system. I never thought about that. And so you could spell in the sales department, a general manager's office, and it was absolutely horrible. It, it was accurate and it, and it lingered. It didn't just yeah. like like a real fart. It's like oh well, that was unpleasant, and then you know a few seconds later, it's gone. No, this one stuck around for quite a while. We actually got a lot of I got a lot of criticism for that. That that was one that we yeah we we went too far. You got in was, big trouble for that one, Mister. I did. I, did, I yeah. did. I think I might have gotten fired. For I that. think you might have. Yeah. Here's some other ones. Uh, switching around random keys on someone's keyboard, who's not a very good typist anyway. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Okay. Switch the push and pull signs on a set of doors. I've done this one before. Hide food in a trash can. Good edible food. You put you put it in a trash can, and then when somebody comes by, you say, "Oh, hey, look what I found!" and then start eating it <laughs> right out of the garbage can. That's a good one. <laughs> That's good. Uh, bring uh, this is another one that I would love. 
bring multiple sets of clothes to work <laughs> and then change like every hour or so and act like nothing's different. But they have to be really um, obvious. Radically different. Yes, that yeah. they're different yeah. outfits. That's yeah. funny. And then this is the old one. Cup some water in your hand and pretend to sneeze on the back of someone's Oh, head. Yeah. Yeah. That's not very. That's a that's a solid gold one yeah, right there. Yeah, that's a good one. The, the other one is that you would go to the bathroom and get your hand wet, and then you'd come out of the bathroom and immediately shake somebody's hand. Hey, how you oh, doing? Oh God! Put a please use other door sign on the entrance to your office building, if it's the only entrance <laughs> that there is in the building. I like that. That's very funny. <laughs> that reminds me of. My wife and I one time, and I can't even believe I'm married. You think this is something you do long before you're married or even have kids or responsibilities, but we did this. Uh, We put, I put a series of, like I'd say, five um, signs around uh, probably around a half a mile to a mile around our house. And the signs would say, uh, garage sale this way. And there were five of them. And they would, and so it was a circle. Oh, you are so mean. And we would just sit on our porch and watch people drive by, scratching their heads. Where is this? <laughs> where is this garage sale? Oh. We've gone right, we get past her. And sometimes you'd see people go three and four times. I know, I'm going to hell for Yeah, that. that's not very yeah. nice. It was very immature. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, cover a toilet seat with plastic wrap. That's an old one. Yeah. But it's a good one. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah, it's hilarious. Take a squirt gun into the restroom stall next to somebody and shoot <laughs> little drops over the wall <laughs> over the wall every couple of seconds while pretending to pee. And you should gr- uh, you should grunt while you make that while you do that too cuz that'll add I don't know. I'm sorry we're going in such a scatological direction but you you remind me of something when I go into a public restroom I, I want to be as quiet as possible. Right. Well, and, and I hate going into public restrooms anyway, but if I do, I'm going to get it over quick. Right. And get out of there. Right. But so many times I go into public restrooms, and this is, of course, I'm only going into men's restrooms. I can't imagine what goes on in women's. But Oh, you have no idea. There'll be guys in there, either either at the urinal or in the more serious facility, and they'll, and they'll be making so much noise. Oh! Oh! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> oh. Well, I'm thinking, man, what's going on with that? I'll bet you made that. You need to see a doctor. I'll bet you made that noise when you walked out of the woods and found that bathroom that you needed so badly. I bet you weren't I a might, you I weren't a bit quiet at all. So quiet in here. So peaceful. So quiet in here. So peaceful. Leave a note on someone's car apologizing for an accident that never actually happened. <laughs> Glue all the eggs into the carton. <laughs> or hard boil all the eggs in the carton and place them back in the refrigerator. Turn every setting in someone's car to the maximum. The heat, the radio, the wipers, the seats, etc. I, I used to do that to my wife. And now she does it to me, so it's not so funny. There, we've got this car that has these that that will seat you know heat your seat yeah and uh, and so she'll always put mine on the maximum and then I get in and we're driving for maybe five minutes and I'm going oh my god <laughs> oh, I'm so hot my 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 butt is on fire yeah, even she, worse she, in the summer 
she delights in that. A uh, couple more. Uh, put marbles in the hubcaps of someone's car. That's an oldie but a goodie. Leave cryptic notes warning someone of an impending prank, but then don't do anything all day. <laughs> so they're waiting for just, it, waiting for it, waiting for it. keep on edge. Place a pair of, uh, we've already talked about that one. Let's see, uh, rearrange somebody's drawers or file cabinets in a different order. Tape magnets to the bottom of a cup and put it on the roof of your car and drive around. <laughs> I like that one. That's very That's funny. That's pretty good because people are going to be waving yeah, at hey, you. Hey, man. Hey, yeah. uh, the extreme of that is, of course, putting a baby seat with a, a oh, dummy gosh. doll baby in it and uh, drive yeah, around. Yeah, I don't like pranks that cause other people distress. Distress. Yeah, I agree. We, by the way, we had a neighbor, a woman, that they had like six kids. She just kept pumping the kids out. And one day she, she went to Fred Meyer's store near our house. And I don't know how it happens, but she came home and she had left her baby in the baby seat sitting on the sidewalk of the parking lot oh, and drove all no. the way home oh two miles oh my God. forgetting her baby. Oh, my God. Yeah. It all worked out okay, but I mean... You just say, geez, how does that happen? I know. Uh, uh, put food coloring in the hand soap dispenser. Not funny. Buy some underwear. Write a co-worker. I like this one. Buy some underwear. Okay. Write a co-worker's name in the underwear and then leave them on the floor <laughs> of the office bathroom. <laughs> That's pretty that good. That is really good. That's actually pretty spectacular when you get right down there. <laughs> especially, especially maybe a coworker that you don't like so much. Right. <laughs> and make them really big underpants, like yes. as big that's, as you can that's find. Good. I like the variant. Yeah, or that's even really better. Teeny, make, or even really, make them really, or even huge. teeny tiny underpants that you know he can possibly wear. We have talked about your aunt living up in Custer, Washington. Yes. Which is very near the border uh, to Canada. Yes, it is. And uh, I don't know if you saw this story out of a place called White Rock, British Columbia. There was a French teenager that was running out for a jog along the Canadian beach. And she got detained by U.S. authorities because she crossed the border right there near the Peace Arch Park. Yeah, by Blaine. But she was just she was just running went for a run, and she somehow lost track of where the border was. Oh and my goodness! She didn't have any ID on her. When I go for a jog, I don't have any ID on me, so I could see how that could happen. Instead of just saying, "Hey, get back over the border," instead the guards transferred her to Immigration and Customs Enforcement oh custody. Oh my god! They took her down to Tacoma, where it took weeks to process her removal. Oh, my God. And, and her mother said there was no sign. There was no sign at the border. There was nothing. Anybody could be caught at the border like this. This is an example of when you're getting a little nutso about border enforcement. Yes. I And I didn't point. realize that, the yeah, that makes sense, though, that the beach would um, yeah. be so... I, I'm surprised they don't have but some guy sitting in a lawn chair out there on the beach. How about that? And well, maybe they do now. And you, then you yeah. can just be checking people who are walking their dogs down the beach. Yeah, silly, it's crazy. Silly. It's, it's all. It's this is all a crazy world we live in, which brings me to 
uh, I'm, I'm going to read only one, do only one joke this time to close off our podcast, if you're okay with that. Yeah. And, uh, and then we, you and I will talk again next time. We will. On the podcast, and by then, maybe you'll be down here and uh, we'll be able to talk about your adventures. Yeah. In, if uh, I'm alive. If uh, Oh, I, I forgot to mention that we're going to also do some para, uh, some parachute jump. <laughs> And we're also going to uh, go. Have you ever been in quicksand before? <laughs> a couple was invited to this swank masked Halloween party. The night of the event, the woman got a terrible headache and she told her husband, Why don't you just go to the party without me? So the guy said, No, no, I'm not going without you. I'm not going at all. She said, No, no, no. <sighs> Look, I'm just going to take some aspirin. I'm going to go to bed. I want you to have some fun. Go to the party. Uh, don't stay home with me. I'm going to sleep anyway. So reluctantly, he took his costume and away he went to the Halloween party. Well, the wife, after sleeping for about an hour, woke up and she didn't have the headache anymore. And it was still kind of early. And she said, hey, maybe I will go to the party and join my husband. And because her husband did not know what her costume was going to be, she thought she would have some fun by watching her husband cavort around at the party and how he would act when she, he didn't think she was with him. Ah. So that would make it even more fun. So she joins the party, and pretty soon she spots her husband cavorting around the dance floor. He's dancing with every woman he could. He's trying, with some success, to sneak in a kiss here and there. Ooh. And the wife sidles up to him and behaves in a very openly seductive manner. And the guy quickly loses interest in the other women, especially because she let him go as far as he wished. After all, he was her husband. And it wasn't long before she whispered a proposition in, uh, he, that he whispered a proposition in her ear. And she agreed. Mm. And off they went behind a locked door. Mm. And just before the unmasking at midnight, because everybody's supposed to take their oh. costume off at midnight, right. she slips away and she rushes home. She puts her costume away. She gets back into bed. And she wants to know what kind of explanation her husband is going to have for his behavior when he gets home. Right. So when he gets there, she's sitting up reading. And she says, oh, you're home. How was the party? Oh, you know, it was the same old thing. Uh, I never have a good time when you're not there. Oh, is that right? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Did you dance much? Oh, no, I I didn't even (laughs) dance one dance. In fact, when I got there, I met Pete and uh, Bill and Larry and some of the other guys. So we just went all into the den, and we just played poker all night. Oh, really? Is that right? (laughs) Yeah. But you're not going to believe what happened to the guy that I loaned my costume to. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. (laughs) Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.